It's the Jam Catch-Up with Janelle and Sam, and today we're talking to the most recently evicted survivor, Sarah. Oh, she was awesome. Uh, we'll also be talking well-intentioned stuff-ups when Ooh. friends or family have tried to help out and just stuffed it up royally. Stepping up from Saturdays to cover for Clairsey, Matt and Kimber, it's Janelle and Sam. The jab. Well, Channel Ten has had me on the edge of my seat every week uh, with Australian Survivor. Are you are you a watcher of the Survivor? I've watched some seasons. Yep. I've watched some seasons. I'm I'm I haven't watched this one because I've been all about the Bachelorette. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> you know, well, like, not fair enough. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, for you, that's fair enough. I guess. Yeah, for sure. But of for course, sure. I know this. I know, I know this show. Well, I watch American Survivor a little bit, but I love the Australian Survivor. I don't know why. It's really it's got got me well and truly. Um, and we are lucky enough to talk to uh, the seventeenth person voted off Australian Survivor, Sarah. People might think of me as the pretty girl, the token model on the show, that I'm young and naive, but I want my tribe mates to underestimate me. I want them to think I'm just a pretty face, but I know I'm not. Oh, she's so much more, and she's on the phone right now. Hello, Sarah. Hello, hello. Too bad you guys don't get to see my pretty face. (laughs) (laughs) I've been watching it every week, Sarah. I know exactly who you are and how well you've been doing. I was so thrilled to see you make the merge. Are you excited? I know. So I'm a massive fan like you, Sam. So I, um, it was one of my big uh, goals. I knew that I was going to play a risky game. So really all I wanted to do was uh, make jury and hopefully get to the end. But jury is a good consolation prize. Sarah, it's well documented that you're a huge Survivor super fan. How did it feel feel when you were told you you were going to be a contestant on the show? Oh, my God. I, I... cannot even explain. It was like, for me, uh, wanting to be on Survivor was more like a fantasy than it was a dream. I just uh-huh. never thought it would happen. <sighs> but then Australian Survivor came around and I was like, 100%, I'm applying. And, and my, I come from a family of super fans. So just me and my family just freaked out entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do any prep? Like just sit there and eat rice for a week? Just well, in preparation so for dealing with that? Well, when I found out, I actually went on a, um, a holiday to the South Pacific Islands with my family. And, you know, everyone, we, we all talked about on the show what we all did for prep and everyone had done all this physical prep and I was just sipping cocktails and, and eating <laughs> lots of um, buffet food. So I physically great. I was not prepared for that show. That's my kind of prep. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, last night, Sarah, there was the, the chicken reward challenge. Oh, yes. And you, your team won. Yes, How did, did it feel to finally be eating that kind of food after so long oh, in the jungle? Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot tell you what I would have done for those chicken nuggies at the time. <laughs> I, like, any, anything and everything. I was so hungry. The last food reward I'd had was a coconut, which I paid $500 for. Yeah. Uh, look wow. on your so face when you got that protein. coconut. Oh. Same as Perth yes, prices. <laughs> Same as Perth prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, it is a real shame that you've been eliminated. You don't get to go all the way final. But like you said, you yeah. get to go to the jury, which has got to be exciting. Um, yeah. Now, who, provided they make it to the final tribal council, who is going to have to work hardest for your vote? Uh, oh, let me think. Um, I mean, Lockie, Tara, I they're guess, a power couple now, right? Yeah, I guess uh, I guess it's the under-the-radar players, I feel like, we're going to have to work hard for the vote, mm-hmm. just because, obviously, they're under the radar for a reason. And I just all I want as a Survivor fan is to is to see someone take it out that I feel really has a consistent game and, and, and has a well-thought-out game. And I, wanna, I want to know what, they, what they've been a part of and what they've done. So I think it's just... Uh, Henry would say uh, game, respect, game, and, and I really want to um, 
have a winner that that played an epic game. So mm. yeah, that's what that's whoever gets to the end. That's what I want to see from him. Nice. Fair enough. And Sarah, what yeah. was the first treat you gave yourself once you were out of there? Well, the beautiful people at Survivor, they listen to your conversations on the island just 24-7, obviously. Crazy. fly on the wall. Um, a bit stalkery. And, yeah, and they listen to – it is a bit stalkery, but, you know, <laughs> you sign up for it. You sign away yeah, all your rights to that stuff. Um, and, but they do listen to, to all what you talk about, and I talked about burgers incessantly on that show. <laughs> and so when when I eventually um, was kicked out, they the first thing I had in front of me when I went to Jury Villa was a massive burger, and I was just the happy. I didn't even care that I'd just been eliminated. Did not care at all. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for speaking to us, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on the jury and enjoy watching the rest of uh, Australian Survivor. Thank Thanks, you, Sarah. you too, guys. Thanks, Sarah. Great to chat. This is The Jam. Now, Tim and Sam, my mother always lived by the rule, mm-hmm. if you want something done properly, do it yourself. Right. <laughs> which meant that I was quite a lazy child, which was good. <laughs> but as an adult, I think I've adopted that myself as well in my own household. Right. I, 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 I rule that place with an iron fist. I believe it. And I, I like things done a certain way. I'm the only one that can stack the dishwasher because I'm the only one who knows how to do it properly. <laughs> Same in my household, but I haven't told her that because she's... I've told him that. Right. I've told my partner Phil that. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't because I, you're just going to make me do it twice <laughs> to, to correct your mistake and then do it properly. Yeah. All right. So, God bless him. Phil does try to help out around the house when he's home. He works FIFO, so he's on a three and three swing. And there's always an adjustment period before and after he leaves. Right, of course. Now, when it comes to the laundry, she said creating scintillating radio about laundry. <laughs> no, I, I have, I have very strict have rules. I right. Now, I don't have many things that require hand washing, but I recently bought this amazing, beautiful woolen dress that cost a lot of money but was half price. No one needs to know about that either. <laughs> and because it was it required a wash, I yep. put it in the bottom of the laundry basket. Right. Because at least it was still in the laundry area. Put it in the laundry and basket. And I knew that when I was doing laundry, I, it would be available for me to hand wash. Sure. Now, Phil has gone away on on his FIFO gig. Yeah. He left on Sunday. And on Sunday afternoon, I thought, he's done a load of washing. Oh, good on you, Phil. He's done a load of washing before he left, probably Aww. all of his own stuff, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> he can't win, the poor fella. No, he can't. And I went outside <laughs> to bring it in off the line, and what did I find? I'm guessing. What did I find on the line but my brand new woolen dress that had been thrown in a load with FIFO clothes oh. and man undies? And on his. a regular wash, <laughs> probably on a warm wash, without a, without a fabric softener, hung, hung from the skirt on pegs. It should be laid out on a towel on an outdoor table. Obviously, it doesn't be hung because it's heavy. <laughs> it's been stretched out of all proportion and may never recover. Right. So it's ruined. Your dress is ruined? Oh, come on. Hey, oh, it's wool. This is the great Australian fabric. This will bounce back. Believe. It might be wool, but it was made in China. Oh, now, okay. now, I'm very perplexed here because he, his intentions were there. Mm-hmm. Honourable. He tried to clear out the laundry basket. Good on him. He doesn't know my intricate plans with, with the laundry and Absolutely. the intentions. But he stuffed up. Yeah. <laughs> he stuffed up big time. Well, Phil, I know you're not listening. 
<laughs> but I am with you. I've done exactly the same thing. Washed my Washed. woolen dress? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you weren't home. <laughs> I went around to have some beers with Phil. We're yeah. like, what should we do to piss her off? Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to wash her wood dress. I reckon this kind of thing would happen a lot where people, yes. have, they've been really well-meaning, they've done something really nice or they thought they were doing something really nice, but they've botched it. Absolutely. Well-intentioned stuff-ups. This is The Jam with Janelle and Sam. We are talking well-intentioned stuff-ups. Mm-hmm. My, my dear partner managed to... Wash my hand wash only, preferably dry clean woolen dress <laughs> on a very, very normal cycle without any kind of additional fabric softener and ruined, ruined my woolen dress. But he his tried. intentions were there, so yeah. I can't complain. No, not not to his complain. face, but on on the air you <laughs> absolutely, can absolutely anything's fair anyway, here. <laughs> exactly. so we want to know those stories about when someone's tried to do something nice for you and completely botched it. We've got Lisa from Heathridge first. Hello, Lisa. Hi, how are you? Tell us what happened to you. About four years ago, I went out to spend some time with a friend, and my two teenage children decided to help out. Nice. And they decided to go through the fridge, the pantry, and my two deep freezers. And do a bit of a clean out, and uh-huh. they didn't realise that stuff that's frozen, you ignore the use by date, <gasps> and threw out about two thousand dollars of food. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, now I, I I hate to you know just be a spanner in the works, but was there any chance that they threw a massive barbecue and just said, "Oh no, we chucked it out"? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, worth a shot. Worth a shot. I had I had a carton of milk, a, oh. a box of cereal, a loaf of bread, and a few spices, and that's all that was left. Oh, oh coming home to that's not fun. But at least the fridge was clean. <laughs> yeah, good on you. <laughs> Teenage kids showing some initiative. I Cleaned like that. Out. Jenny from Warnbury, what happened to you? Yes, we had countdown on a Saturday morning, and um, my favourite. Song came on The Rose by Bette Midler. Oh, I love it. And my husband thought it would be a good idea to tape it for me because I was busy with the kids. Oh, that's uh, And let me know that he taped it and I just, we, we, I asked him what tape was in the video recorder. Yes. And he just went white. It was our wedding tape. <gasps> oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. He's erased your so, wedding video. At the beginning of it, yes. Oh my god! Oh, but but only only one song. It wasn't like beaches on top, on top <laughs> no. of your wedding video. <laughs> no, just the rose. Oh, <laughs> but you had a digital backup copy, didn't you? No. Oh, <laughs> At least it wasn't <laughs> Highway to Hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cheers, thanks Jenny. very much, Jenny. Doug from Two J. Uh, what what well intentioned uh, action happened for you? Morning, guys. Yeah, I uh, was babysitting. Two of my um, two of my friends' kids, about four, four and three, uh-huh. and um, one's come out. At that age, you can't understand a word they say. Mm. The only word I heard was snake. So I run in. There's a snake there. I've killed it. Then I've gone into one of the kids' bedrooms and realised, oh crap, it's a pet snake. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh. you were thinking on your feet, Doug. You were yes, thinking was- on your feet. Well, I was thinking, well, I don't really want to, you know, explain to me, mate, i.e. You, your kids have been bitten by a snake, you know, and all yeah, that, cool. and, and then kill the snake. And then the kids went to, to drama and all that, and I walked into the kids' room, seen the, um, the uh, enclosure in their room, then gone, oh, crap. Um, oh. Um, okay, what do I do now? Oh. And 
very, very well. Went out and bought, bought him out and made a cart and got him drunk and then tried to explain it to him. Oh, so in your mind, you were the hero. You saved the kids. But in reality, oh, you killed their pet snake. I was the hero. I got the snake. Yeah. Well-intentioned. Right, nice well-intentioned. Yeah, well Absolutely. We'll do one more quickie. Uh, Beck from Mandurah. Uh, well-intentioned stuff up. What happened? Hi, guys. How are you going? So well. What happened? Oh, my husband bought me my absolutely favourite top from overseas and bought it home for me. Mm, and nice. um, it was, like, cost him an absolute fortune and because it, it was sentimental and it was a wrinkled material. It was supposed to be wrinkled. Yes. Good on and your we husband. Went to, yeah, I know. Smart man. So we went to stay with my parents mm. and my mother who irons everything oh. within an inch of its life. Oh. Ironed my shirt oh. and the crinkles didn't come back. Oh, oh no. Oh. And they go to a lot of trouble to get those kind of permanent crinkles in there. You know? <laughs> I hear they put them in a, in a, in a cold and a warm wash with a bunch of FIFO clothes on the top <laughs> and then hang them on the line and that's how you get crinkles. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thanks so much for your story, Beck. Janelle and Sam. The Jam.